loving me I loving you Mothers and fathers Husbands and wives Sisters and brothers Friends for life Won't live in the past oh, It's time for another conversation Well to make it last podcast Where it's all about helping us to have Better relationships Not just with ourselves but With other people Now I'm going to be talking with Glenn Williams. No, people, I'm telling you, thanks to, I want to say thanks to COVID because COVID introduced me to a site and that is how I got introduced to Glenn via that site, podcastguest.com. Now, Glenn is going to be talking about PTSD. Now, he is a retired law enforcement officer he was a police officer slash detective for 26 years. That's a lifetime, people. That, that's a lifetime. And now he travels and he teaches. And, and, and I wrote this down so I'd say it just as how he said it. He trains people how not to do the same stupid things that he used to do. Glenn, welcome. Hi. How are you doing? I am good. I am good. So we're going to be talking about PTSD and how can one manage it to maintain healthy relationships. But for those who are not accustomed to what that could mean, what is PTSD? What does that mean? Uh, Post-traumatic stress syndrome. Um, And they call it a disorder, but there's a lot of different names for it now because, um, and there's so many different symptoms and things that affect our relationships. Okay, okay, okay. So now that we've set the context, now, how can one manage it or how before we say how can one manage it how can one identify it because how how can you manage something that you don't know exists yeah. so let's talk about that first how can you identify it yeah but that was the issue because back in the day i we didn't really know what it was uh, with the wars and things that they're having and the veterans and and law enforcement and, and fire fighters in particular are having issues with it mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of different it, 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 there's different types of trauma. So there's okay. experiential trauma. That's where you witness enough traumatic things um, that it starts to creep up on you and you don't even realize it's happening. Hmm. Um, for example, I mean, I've, I've pulled children out of pond and done CPR, not being able to save them. And I've had a car running me down and um, I got lucky and didn't get hit, didn't get injured that day. Mm-hmm. Or, or going through just seeing bloody gruesome things um, that law enforcement officers see every day um, because we deal with people that are bad people or Mm -hmm. people having a really bad day Hmm. and we don't get to revel in the good things very long and then we deal with something bad and we go immediately to the next call which is another traumatic incident it's over and over and over and those things build up Mm -hmm. some of the things that affect um, that are symptoms or signs of um, our behaviors. Um, my biggest, biggest one, but I realized actually some of them recently that I did a lot of them um, was I shut down. I quit talking. I hmm. didn't share it with anybody. Okay. And, and those, we just get part of that's the way we're, many of us are raised is just suck it up. You got this, you don't need help. Mm-hmm. But, that is totally incorrect. We did need help and we do need help. Um, and part of that is opening up and communicating about it. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, in a little bit. 
Mm -hmm. so the other things are it's a fight or flight syndrome and there's an excitement and so we take risks um because when we overcome that risk it uh you know it, it gives us that uh, the excitement that we are seeking is kind of a th almost a thrill seeking um i look back now and i was in a lot of foot chases and fights as a police officer and i look at many of those and i realize now they challenge me and I challenge them right back rather than talking it down. I was looking forward to the fight hmm. and I didn't even realize it at the time, but those are th um, things that occur. Um, one of the biggest risk taking, and it's not, it's very common for people with PTSD to have affairs because what's the biggest risk in life, putting the thing that's most important to you, your family at oh, risk. At risk. Yes. And then as you get away with it, it, it's a thrill and eventually it catches up you don't get away with it forever um some of the other things um you know that one i actually i just recently learned about and didn't okay. even realize it um i mean there's so many um behaviors um, when you respond in anger and it doesn't mean punching the wall or hitting somebody but it's an instant snap um of your voice and your tone yes just shuts everything down around you and that is a sign um alcohol abuse mm -hmm. is not uncommon and i i went through every i went through all of those things and i that's why I'm, i've learned i'm learning and it's an ongoing thing because i still if somebody comes up behind or there's a loud noise somewhere I'm always turning and I'm jumping and, and that's a minor symptom. You know, that's a startle reflex, but those are just things that mm -hmm. see, um, you know, I've, I've, those, anyway, those are some of the common things. Okay. Okay. How, how then now that you've, you've somewhat given, given us different ways of identifying it, how then can you manage it to ensure that you have, you know, healthy relationships? Well, for me, I had to give, I let the job become my life. Hmm. I, I introduced myself, I'm a cop. And no, I worked as a cop. I worked in law enforcement. I was not who I was, but I let, that's who I became. And so for me, I had to get back in touch very self-accountably with who I am. Mm -hmm. And I actually spent three years alone up in my cabin um, to do that. And that was a start. And I got back in touch with nature is a huge, wonderful healer. True. Uh, I started, uh, well, when I, when I moved up there, I was 57 miles from work. So I'd get up at three in the morning, three 30 to be to work at six. I'd work from six to four. I'd get home about five 30 or six o'clock. And I would walk in the house, pour myself a drink and make dinner and I would sit down and veg. Now, I only had two drinks a night. I was careful, but they were 34 ounces each. Mm. So I was numb. I was having nightmares at that time, three, four, five a month. And that's another symptom if you're having nightmares about on a continuing basis. Um, but when I did that, I didn't remember anything. I didn't feel anything. I just was there. And then I'd get up and go to work the next morning. And those are all things I actually talk about in my book. And, but then once I finally, I looked at myself in the mirror after about nine months and I 
thought, man, what are you doing? You're the only one that cares and you're ruining your life. Hmm. You're an idiot. It's hmm. kind of what I told myself looking in the mirror one day. And I started changing habits, which is hard to, hard to change. Yes, that's because true. People are creatures of habit. We get in that zone and we just stay there. So what I did was I started throwing my gym bag in my car and I'd stop town was 11 miles away. So once I got home, I didn't want to go back to town, the nearest town. And I'd stop at the gym in town. I'd work out. I came home um, and then I made dinner and I went to bed and I stopped a lot of the habits that had been creeping in on me that were detrimental to my behavior, detrimental to my life. I started hiking through the woods. I lived up in aspen trees and pine trees. And in the winter, I bought some snowshoes and I would go through on the snow, which was four, five, six feet deep. And I, I developed some new habits got back in touch with nature, which in my case was really getting back in touch with God. Hmm. And I, uh, I loved it. I started changing that, those things. And then that allowed me to open up enough um, where I actually went and sought help. And you've, if you've got these things, you've got to go get help. help. You've got to talk to somebody. If you cannot talk to your spouse, which I didn't twice, because I was divorced twice. I'm a slow learner. And okay. I, um, I didn't talk, didn't let anything out with them. So I started talking to a, a counselor or a therapist. And I did that on my own because I didn't want anybody else to know. Because sometimes people find out those things in law enforcement. And they say, oh, he's got problems. We got to get rid of him. And so I just did that all on my own. And I went... Um, started talking to a therapist and then I have a friend that's a counselor. I went, I started talking with her and then I actually start, what I really started was I started writing things down because the mind's there to protect us. It, it puts these little narrow boxes around us to keep us from doing things it considers stupid or dangerous. True. Or True. So I started writing those things down and what that did was it let my mind know it's okay to let it out. And so I was just writing it and I didn't show it to anybody. But after a while, my mind said, okay, you can write it out, write it out. Now you talk about it a little bit. And that's where I started with my therapist. Um, and I went there for a while until I finally got open up enough that she says, wow, I think you're good. You don't need me anymore. Mm -hmm. And those are things now that I apply in my relationship. I got lucky. I got another chance. Um, my wife now, we have zero secrets. She knows everything about me. And in fact, she can read, I'm so open now. She can read my face and she goes, nice. what are you thinking about? Who are you talking to in your head? And I kind of go to shoot, here we go again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'll tell her and she'll laugh. And I say, you're right. I, I don't need to worry about that. That's past. We're good. <laughs> There's so many things that we need to consider when we are trying to have healthy relationships and managing PTSD is one. That's why we're going to continue this conversation right after we take a break and get a word from our pal. You loving me I loving you Mothers and fathers Husbands and wives Sisters and brothers Friends for life won't live
Photography is an art, but more so, photography must come from the heart. Precious moments, priceless times. Take a pic and know it will turn out fine. BNC Photography JA, beautiful moments captured. Let's go. Langdo Language Institute was created to meet your language and communication needs. All of our packages were created just for you. We are passionate about language and dedicated to your success. We offer the CSEC English program, the Study Body program, the Get Ahead with English program, and the Business Communication program. Contact us at 767 285-0938 or email us at langdolanguage at gmail.com because the real question is how can we help you? You can't live your best life without a healthy immune system. Boost your immune system the delicious way with Zappi's organic juices and punches. Made from local produce with zero added sugar, our juices cleanse and revitalize your body as they boost your natural immunity. Try our delicious flavors. Beat it, berry bomb, get fresh, ton up, and island splash. Find us on Instagram at Zappies Organics or call or send a WhatsApp message at 1-876-779-8910 to order today. That's 1-876-779-8910. Zappies Organic Juices and Punches. Live your best life today. have some level of post-traumatic stress sometimes we fail to even admit it but let's continue the conversation and let's just see how we can then manage it to have healthier relationships one of the things you said just now though that i want to just unpack for a bit because you said people have to get to the point where they realize that they need to get help but especially for males yeah and i don't think i'm, I'm being sexist I think especially for me, that's a little bit more difficult than it is for females. What do you think can be done for us, us meaning the wider society, to help to normalize males seeking help when they really need it? Good question. Wow. That's, a, that's kind of a tough one. It's starting to happen here in the, in the States. Okay. Um, but it's a really slow progress because when I was in an officer back in 1990, no way, nobody knew what PTSD, no, mm -hmm. nobody knew anything about it. And we just didn't talk to anybody. I know some of the bigger police departments have, um, and I can't remember what they call it now, but they'll all go sit down and drink a beer together and the whole crew will talk. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. one way to open up, but they're only opening up to that specific group who all understand what's going on. We've got to right. be that out 
and that's one of the things I teach in my class um, that I travel and teach now is, look, it goes back to when I was in the police academy. They had a four-hour class where they brought our spouses in. And they said, the divorce rate in law enforcement is extremely high. Now, you're going to see things that you really don't want to see that are gruesome. You're going to see things you can't talk about because it's an ongoing investigation. But keep the communication open with your spouse so you don't get divorced. Mm -hmm. We walked out at the end of four hours going, and? Uh, and? Come on, how? Help us how? Hmm. It took me 25 years, but I came up with the how. And that is basically you give a self-accountable description. This is the 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 30 second version of a two hour section. Okay. But you you give the self-accountable version. What did I do, and how did I feel at that moment? Rather than getting into the blood, the guts, mm-hmm. the uh, all the traumatic things that really are affecting you, but you can share that safely with a family member or a spouse and keep that line of communication open. Um, but yeah, they're, they're starting to make it a little easier. Men, you're right, men, we suck at communication. We suck at letting things out that hurt us. Um, and that's something that's been bred into us for so many mm-hmm. generations. Um, we just don't talk about those things and we really got to. Um, you've got to find somebody you can trust. Yes, that be a spouse, whether yes. that be your best friend, whether that be a coworker, um, or if you happen to get lucky and find a therapist you trust, something like that. But again, that all starts with us getting inside and back in touch with ourselves, and then branching that out to others. I, I live for the day when it's normalized, but you know, conversations like these, I'm sure, will help help that process along. Yeah. How? And I don't necessarily think this is this is this is even cultural, but we mentioned we highlighted just now in terms of males. Do you think then that it is going to have to start with how then we socialize our boys so that when they become men, they recognize that hey, it is okay for me to open up? Yeah, um, and I just was thinking it's really not opening up is an ego issue. Hmm. It's an ego issue. I'm a man. I don't need help. I'm a man. I got this. And that's all ego. But if we teach them to come from the heart, okay. so that's where the, we feel. And that's where we, the heart knows. It's never wrong. And as we um, come from that, then it lets us know it's okay to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. Pick and choose wisely. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that yeah that's that's the thing and we've been not stereotyped but we've been in have that bred into us for ever ever i don't know a guy that hasn't gone through that in their life yes 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 you you said several things in terms of how how one can manage it what is the if if it is that somebody has listened or 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 has watched and they're still thinking you've 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 said a whole lot what is the one thing that you'd say to them if you get nothing else from all that i've said this is the one thing i think that if you try this it will help you to manage it what is that one thing um 
How about I narrow it to two? Okay, fair <laughs> okay. enough, fair enough, fair enough. There are so many methods and techniques that I have experienced, um, and I've tried a lot of them that were brand new at the time, and now they're accepted, such as EMDR. That's not the one I'm going to talk about. Another one is um, Tibetan bowls or singing bowls. The vibrations and the tones are a very big healing process. Okay. But, um, so those are all things that we can we can do, and the one I use the most is um, I, I love to go for a massage because then I zone out and go into okay. a relaxation, almost a Zen or meditation mode. And meditations are always great. Those are the things um, that I have learned and I do. And many of them were outside the box mm-hmm. I, when I did them. And there's still some of them a little outside the box, but that's okay. Expand your box and get out of the socially accepted norm a little bit um the biggest one though is being able to communicate about it okay. and feel safe communicating about it and that's the biggest one yeah. and i think that's an excellent note to end on thanks so much for sharing glenn you bet and thank you this was making it last podcast where it's all about helping us to have better relationships not just with ourselves but with other people i'm noreen daily until next time Loving me, I loving you, mothers and fathers, husbands and